0: Welcome back to the Breaking Barriers Podcast. You already know me, Xavier. We got Dorian. We got Joseph. And today we got a very special guest. We got Mr. Yousef Burgos. He is an entrepreneur, businessman of Seller. Just Seller? Yeah, the Seller. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. So we got him on today, and we're just going to hop right into it. So tell us a little about yourself. Man, um...
1: So I'm born and raised here in Buffalo, New York. Um, so went been going to school here, went to high school here, um, went to city honors, uh, ended up going to uh, UB mm-hmm. uh, after, after high school, ended up graduating, uh, got my undergrad in accounting mm-hmm. from, my, uh, from UB, then also got my master's degree in accounting as well uh, from UB. So definitely education has been a big part of my, my path and my story. Um, and then I'll, that also led to me in my senior year of undergrad opening up my business, the mm-hmm. seller. Um, and then I also, after I graduated, got my master's, started my corporate job. Was doing both both of those in unison with mm-hmm. my business as well. Well, wow. I gotta,
0: I gotta just ask this first question because I don't really normally hear like uh, like us like young males at that time like pursuing like masters and stuff like that. So explain like what was your education like like trying to, like, obtain those degrees?
1: Ah, man, it was challenging. Definitely uh, not easy. It was at times where, like, of course I wanted to quit. You know, Mm -hmm. I wanted to stop. Um, It was, you know, whether I had – I wanted to actually work a job, you know, go make some money to be able to do the things that I wanted to do. But ultimately, you know, in the long run, school was definitely it. So Mm. definitely got to give a lot of uh, praise um, uh, to my parents, Just being there for me, encouraging me. My mom actually she was a teacher for about ten years, so that's why education has always been big in my Mm -hmm. family. So never really, I don't want to say didn't really have a choice, but like I said, always been encouraged and advocated. And uh, you know, I I knew that like I wanted to achieve something, and for for specifically for accounting, like that's the language of business. Mm -hmm. So I always had a uh, always had a spirit of like you know being an entrepreneur. And, you know, finding ways, little little ways to make money. So I knew if I wanted to do anything that involved business, mm-hmm. accounting would be involved. So that was kind of like my, my motivation and my end goal.
2: So, nice. like, I understand you were motivated, right? But what made you stay motivated but also be patient? Because, like, with, okay, so, for example, with people I know, us starting, like, clothing brands or, like, things like that, we're always trying to, the quickest way possible. Mm-hmm. You took it. You kind of slowed down a little bit and said, "I'm gonna go to school for this. Plan this out. Plan this out." And then down the line, I'm gonna just go crazy with it. Yes, sir. What made you? What made you take that route instead of quick money, quick,
1: quick? Pay? Um, I mean, so it would be two things. First, um, I would say, obviously, with my upbringing and then my pops. You know, my dad always telling me that the turtle won the race. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. No matter, no matter how fast you go slow and steady wins the race. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. that, so that was that was that always, you know, keeping that in mind and also, my, you know, my faith in God. But then I would say my second thing is, I also didn't mention, I had a, had a, a, a big sports upbringing. So I was very, very mm-hmm. active. Um, like, in, I played sports my whole life. So mm-hmm. football, basketball, and baseball. Um, and then in baseball, I mean, excuse me, in high school, I played all three. I actually got recruited mm-hmm. to play football at UB but ended up not playing, and that's, we could dive into that story too because um, I definitely think uh, it's relevant to what you asked mm-hmm. me. But yeah. always growing up, you know what I mean? Everybody knows, like, in sports, you just don't go out on the court and you're shooting jumpers like Steph, mm-hmm. you know what I mean?
2: Or, that's you, a fun.
1: you know, you don't go in the field and you're not throwing the ball like Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, are catching it like anybody. All of that takes time. Know, yeah, you know, you practice to start. exactly. Yeah, you want somewhere for real. You gotta crawl before you can walk. So, um kinda just having that ingrained in me, that mentality, knowing that like basically on the court and on the field, like I worked, you know, for everything that I you know, that I that I got and all of the skills, like nothing was you know, nothing was given to me. So I kinda just applied that background and that mindset to, you know, school as well and ultimately right. to my to my business. That's a fact. You know, I wanna I, I do want to
0: dive deep into just a little. So, you say you were recruited, right? Correct. And like you were about to get like a sports scholarship for college? Yeah. So what So what inspired you to take the route of, you know, you're going to get your education, you're going to pursue your master's instead of taking the sports route? Because we know for a fact that like, if it was, like, any other, like, young brother, like, around our age, they would have been, like, we all you trying to get been out of here, stuff, man. for yeah, real.
1: No, no, that's a fact. I can't even lie. Like, me, you know, 17, 18, year, 18 years old, like, you talked to me, like, you couldn't tell me I wasn't going to the league, mm-hmm, you know? Right. but. Being, being realistic and also, like I said, just having, you know, mainly my dad in my life, he always, you know, told me the importance of education, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, so we really sat down probably like my senior year and he, he kind of made that hard decision for me. He was mm-hmm. like, you know what? He was like, let's be realistic. It's not too many people going to the league from mm-hmm. UB. Um, he was like, yeah, education and school is going to take you where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that broke my heart. As a kid, you know what I mean? Because yeah. like I said, I, I thought I was going to go to the league. I still felt like I could have made it to the league. But, you know, I didn't rebel. I didn't, I didn't get angry. Um, I still continued to do what I had to do. And now looking back, I know that, like, I would not be where I am today um, if I played collegiate, collegiate athletics. Uh, you know what I'm was, saying?
0: like, managing, um, like, your entrepreneurial
2: goals with working a corporate job?
1: managing that, um, pfft, tough. Uh, I would say every, every day is a struggle. You know what I mean? Um, like working a job, you know, we all know it's like, so I, I work in corporate, excuse me, public accounting, mm-hmm. which I would say, uh, to give you a little background is a little bit more demanding than a, a typical nine to five, mm-hmm. you know? So y- with a regular job, you know, you, you clock in, you do your work and then you clock out versus with, with, with my job. Um, the expectation was not really to do maybe, like, ten, nine, ten-hour days and then as well to, you know, kind of, like, enhance your your craft and skill kind of outside of work. So it was mm-hmm. kind of work that was just never really, like, left your brain, almost like school, you know, when you, right. when you leave mm-hmm. school, you got homework and shit. So mm-hmm. that was already, you know, a lot of stress and pressure on me then turning, and also, like, my day didn't stop when I left work. I had to go to, Literally. You know, I had to go to my business. I had to go to my store. So, I would say the number one thing is just a lot of sacrifices. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. a lot of sacrifice. and that's going back to you. You know what I mean? It was a lot of, mm. a lot of opportunities, a lot of things that I just had to miss out on mm. because you know it was either you know flourish, you know, and nourish my business and make sure I was there and doing the things that I had to do after I was done with work, um, or you know, go and do what everybody else was doing. So, like I said, a lot of, you know, whether it be a lot of parties, a lot of trips, um, even relationships, you know what I mean? A lot of things had to be on pause because all my time was just dedicated to, you know, work and my business. Mm. So, like, do
2: you, do you regret that? Because, like, I know exactly what you mean when you stop work, your job isn't over because I'm an artist. So, like, I come home from working at, you know my day job, whatever like that, and I and I go and record. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying for a couple hours after that, yeah. so I get exactly what you mean by that. So like, do you regret making those decisions or not? Nah? Oh,
1: not at all, not at all. I honestly think that is what put me where I am today. Right. You know what I mean? Because, like you said, it, it it just don't it just don't stop. So specifically, like, you know when you come in, when you coming home from from work and then you go into your job, like. I mean, excuse me. When you when you go into your business, you know that is, that's time. That's time after to where you know, that's for you, right? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. The, t- the the sacrifice and the grind that you put in, you know, that's for you. You already dedicated. You already dedicated your time, to to the work. Excuse me, to your job. So now, you know what you gonna do for you after. Oh. And I think what people also don't uh, really realize or understand is like that sacrifice that you do, whether people be like, they ask me all the time, like, you know, why do you, why do you work a job? Like, why mm-hmm. do you need to do that? You know, your business is, is doing good it's whatnot. But one the sacrifice that I made still working a job, even though it does take up a lot of my time and they make, they make me earn my paycheck, right. but I was mm-hmm. able to, you know, basically pay my bills and live off the money from my job rather than taken out of my business mm, you know right. what i mean absolutely yes yeah, so that so. allowed for my business to grow at an exponential level mm. because i wasn't living off of the profit mm. i was just constantly reinvesting the profit from my business back into it back mm. into it so it could grow and ultimately get to that point to where it sustained Within mm-hmm. itself. So I think a lot of us, like you said, a lot of us young people and young entrepreneurs they are like, oh, I want to be my own boss. I want to be my own boss. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they end, they end up going and jumping too early. And now, now you're feeding yourself and taking out of your business, you know, basically to live when you could be, you know, doubling that. And we all mm-hmm. know, you know, how things, wow. when, when, when it compounds and when it goes up yeah. exponentially. Wow. So I have no, you know, granted, it was a lot of days, you know a lot of early mornings a lot of late nights and days where I really like I wanted to give up I wanted to stop, but you know i, I wasn't going to because i on the back end you know when something is your passion, mm-hmm. when it's your dream like you're not gonna you're not gonna let you know you're not gonna let it stop you mm. all right
2: so we we uh, we as in us in the room are obviously familiar with what you do, but the, for the people who don't know like what is it that You're talking about because we're just talking about all the success and stuff like
1: that. Mm -hmm. What is successful about Yusuf Burgos? Um, I mean, I would think it would be a number, a number of different, different things. Like I think, you know, within my resume, obviously I take pride in, you know, my education, things that I've accomplished. But I would say from an outside perspective, probably what one of the most successful things that we've been talking about is, you know, my business, the Mm -hmm. store, the seller. seller, the seller, you know what I mean? What people in Buffalo know as what I would think is, you know, the most lit, the hottest <laughs> sneaker boutique and clothing and <laughs> in, in, in the town, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So uh, that... That is that is what I would consider, and we and we talk about that. So you know, we got all of the the hottest releases, all of the, mm-hmm. the latest drip. You know what I mean? Whether it be shoes and clothes, the Yeezys, Jordans, mm-hmm. uh, Off White, Bape, Supreme, Amiri, Mary. Amiri. Mary, you know what I mean? V Long, V Long. to, <laughs> he me. Talk, to yeah. it yeah.
2: now nah, for sure. Like just for the people who like don't know, like, correct? He not lying. The seller is probably the grippiest. The drippy, the most known store in Buffalo that's gonna get you right with the drip for sure. Right. Like neat like it's on a different level. You know what I'm saying? Than a lot, than a lot of the other places. Right. How did you like get started with the seller? Like the idea, and then the process of getting the team together and working on. For sure. You know,
1: okay. So yeah, that's definitely um that's definitely a story within itself. It it start it kind of started at two at two avenues, and I, I guess I'll take you back. Um, all the way until like high school Mm -hmm. so back when i was in high school um there was obviously no stores like mine you know what i mean really in buffalo it wasn't too many you know stores to where you could go and just you know get the drip that we wanted other than that was like at the mall right so it was this uh it was this facebook page called sneaker king you ever heard of it Nah, I never okay, so yeah yeah years a, year, years ago a long time
2: <laughs> ago <laughs> He was <laughs> in high school a minute ago. Yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
1: so it was basically like a marketplace to where just like it wasn't it was a closed group so it wasn't like everybody in the town, but right. this was before Facebook had like marketplace to where you could sell stuff and all that. Right. So it was just a community of people from all over Buffalo who was interested in the same stuff, whether it be sneakers so like the Jordans. Uh, Yeezys, what foams, basketball kicks, then clothes too. Any um, type of sneaker, basically. any any type of st- any type. In, excuse me, any type of sneaker, any type of stuff along those lines, to where people was actually buy, selling, and trading within mm-hmm. that marketplace. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's when, when me, when I was in high school, you know, we would we would wear a shoe uh, because we didn't really have no income. A lot mm-hmm. of us wasn't working. So what I would do is. Okay, I'm gonna go to school. I'm gonna wear the shoe for like a week or two. I'm gonna flex, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna try to trade it and get another one nah. to make it seem, you know what I mean? Alright, yeah. And so that's kind of what we was doing, or what I was doing as well. Like I was reselling sneakers, so I would wait out in the line and I'll get a pair or two, and then try to try to basically sell that, make a little bit money. Maybe I right. buy mm-hmm. something for myself. I will wear it, flip it, and just keep doing that. So mm. sorry to get sidetracked, but that Facebook. Excuse me, that marketplace, that platform was basically where I got the idea of my business because it was so it was basically like it was basically like thousands, tens of thousands of dollars going through that platform right. on a daily to weekly basis. So you took you took that and you seen how you could do it even bigger. Correct. Mm. So basically, the proof of concept was already there because right. it was happening in real life. So basically, I was like, okay, how could I legitimize this? And right. I turned it into a storefront to do that, a brick and mortar. And just like you said, how could I put my little twist on it to take it to the next level? So that's kind of where the idea started. Then, when I got to college, I ended up running into a dude who I did a lot of business with on that page. Mm. And then he was the manager of a store called Soul High. Right. So, so high was probably it was the first ever sneaker boutique in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. So then I networked. I met with him. Like I said, he was the manager. You know, I was talking to him. And then that's when I used my accounting background to ask him. I was like, hey, you know, who's doing the books for this business? He was like, Oh, I don't know. Like we could sit down. He ended up plugging me with the, with the owner of the store. So all three of us met, I talked to him, I asked him, I said, who's doing the books for the store? He was like, Oh, you know, no one at the moment I I told him about myself, you know, what I, what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I'm passionate about shoes, but also my educational background. Mm -hmm. We gave it probably like, you know, a six month trial run. Mm -hmm. He liked what I was about, handle my business. I was doing the books that ended up turning to me working like a couple of days a week as well mm-hmm. on the weekend because I was in college, mm-hmm. and and then, uh, you know, that kind of just got my feet wet as far as like, in the actual business of it, and then fast forward like a couple years later, me mm-hmm. and the same dude who was the manager, we ended up partnering with another person, so it was three of us, and we ended up buying out that business, mm-hmm. and then re- right. and then rebranded it to the seller. Once we rebranded it to the seller. Mm-hmm. That's when we added what you see now. So before that was just sneakers. Mm-hmm. We added the clothes. Mm-hmm. Then we also added the the buy, sell, and trade because they, they weren't doing any of that. And then we also had the aspect of having the brand new and the pre-owned as well. So, Do sorry. oh go ahead.
2: Do you feel like you're responsible for bringing the resale game to Buffalo? At this level, because I, I'm not gonna lie to you, I did not really know about a lot of reselling and stuff like that in our city before hearing mm-hmm. about the seller attached to it.
1: You know, I I wouldn't say I wouldn't take credit for for like all of the resell game coming like to Buffalo because, like I said, it was here. It was right. just more on a concentrated level. Right. So shout out my boys uh, Mel and Chaz because they was they was probably two of the biggest resellers in Buffalo but like I said it was just very concentrated on more like a Facebook level right. or on a need, you know kind of need to know. So it was it was a lot of reselling going on but I would say f- having a store not only did it legitimize it but it mm. also it made it popular having that you know the platform right. and just connecting a lot of different people all over the city. So it definitely made it more more mainstream and a bigger light on it. Right. Yeah. Where do you think
0: uh, the seller is going to be in 10 years? Like what's your vision of like you're like where do you want to see your
1: business at like, like within 10 to 20 years 10 to 20 years so i definitely want to continue to be a staple for the city mm-hmm. you know what i mean right um i gotta need w- it yeah absolutely you know it i really really like like to consider the seller a big part of the culture of our city you know what mm-hmm. i mean on a different level of just sneakers and clothes like just ultimately being like a hub of like People coming in, chilling, and linking with a lot of mm. people. Like a lot of creatives have came through the cellar and and rubbed shoulders and elbows with each other, and t- took that to a whole another level. Right. Right. Whether mm-hmm. it be art, you know, art, rapping, videography, doing podcasts, etc. Like a lot of people have came through the cellar, and like I said, just was in that space, you know, mm-hmm. having that space to where people could just come in, whether it be shopping or really chilling, having a good conversation, right. you know, talking about whatever, whether it be sports. You know, what's going on in the world, Mm -hmm. what's going on in the town, just kind of like that barbershop element,
0: but just in
1: a different just in a different space. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah, because if you really think about it, like
2: clothes can do to you what a barber can do to you. You put certain clothes on and
1: make you feel a whole different way. Come carry on. Carry yourself a I whole different you. way. You I got some grip on, drip on you know what i That's the mm-hmm. fact. Like, <laughs> right. We didn't know I got fly for our birthday. You know what right. I mean? Right. Yeah. Like,
2: birthday, whatever, bro. We're going to date. You know to, what I'm yeah, saying? exactly. You gotta have you put it that on. on. You know, yeah, know what I'm saying? That's that's a fact. So, all right, we're talking about all like these positives. What is some negatives that you've noticed from running this big staple business. Cause a lot of people know who y'all y'all have almost 40,000 Instagram followers. Absolutely. So not a lot of people in the city got a K next to their page. So mm-hmm. a lot of people know who y'all
1: is. Yeah. So
2: what's, what's some negative you feel like you have
1: experience <laughs> from, from this? Um, the negatives, I would say that, you know, when you do it, you know, everybody think it's easy. Um, right. because we live in this, this, this fast pace society and uh, you know, with, with social mm-hmm. media like mm-hmm. you really only seeing the positives like you said and that highlight reel to so where a lot of people don't understand like the work that it really really took mm-hmm. to get right. there you know what i mean to put in so that's why i wanted to highlight you know on a question like okay having a job and a business because because like a lot of you know the store for me is like that's, that's the sexy part. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That looks good. But to be honest, you know what I mean? My education and my corporate job, you know, that really propelled me to where I could get today. You know, that really did it. So that's why I wanted to have those conversations about the sacrifices and just letting people know that like anything you do, especially when it comes to business or whatever, you got to have a five-year plan, Mm. you know, nothing is going to pop like this at all. Like, nothing comes overnight. No success comes overnight. Literally. It really takes about, you know, you know, a lot of some people are blessed, but it, it typically takes about five years to really get stuff off of the ground. You know what right. I mean? So for the first four years, um, me and my business partner, we didn't take no money from the business. Mm. Right. So it's a little hard when, you know, you got this outside perception where everybody's just like, oh, you know, you own a business, like, you got to be rich. right? <laughs> and yeah. it's like, no, like, you know, I'm grinding, I'm doing everything I can to. So, you know, I ultimately could get to that point to where like, you know, now I could, you know, not necessarily take the foot off the gas, but you know, you just got things flowing. And right. now it's like I said, I just keep using the word compounding. And I think that's the biggest thing too. Um, and another, another thing too, that I want to, uh, that I want to speak on. So I, um, I read like this this like weekly newsletter, mm-hmm. and it's this uh it's this lady, her name is Ayesha Sel- uh, Selden. She a lot of people consider her like LOC like Twitter auntie, but shout mm-hmm. out to her. Nice um she, to her. she also got this this book called Mud to Millions um that I would recommend tapping in. Uh but on her like most recent uh newsletter, she talked about this thing called the black tax. Mm. And it's like uh, what she was explaining. It's like when you get to some type of success or how people view you as successful, you know, we all come from, you know, humble beginnings mm-hmm. and, you know, our family may not be in the same place as us. Mm-hmm. Right. So we feel that, you know, kind of need. And like, it's our job to either, you know, obligate, you feel obligated, obligated to help them out, to, to help them out, to, to, them out, to, to reach br- out your hand for that. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. But we tend to do that at a place to where, we not even all the way there over the hump ourselves. Right. You know what I mean? So that can kind of halt and put it like our progress.
2: So yeah. how do you deal with that then? Because I know a lot of people, a lot of people know who you are. For so sure. a lot of people probably thinking he lit, he got, he got money. I know him
1: like that. I yes. deserve this. I deserve that.
2: Do you, how do you deal with those situations?
1: I think it just really comes down to, you know, the awareness of it. Um, and being transparent, you know, right. because obviously we want to, you know, we really do this is, you know, to create a better self for us, but our family as mm-hmm. well. You right. know what I mean? So it, it really is a fine line and puts us at a place to where it's like, damn, like, I don't know what, excuse me, I don't, I don't know what to do. Right. But mm-hmm. um, I think that having these conversations like this and putting it out on the table to where people, we know that about it before they even get to that situation, right. they'll be w- a lot more prepared. You know what I mean? Cause this was the first time I think we all knew about it, but nobody ever, like, put a, put a phrase on it, mm-hmm. like the black text. And I'm like, damn, I really <laughs> felt that. So right. if we could mm-hmm. have those conversations before and then just being, like I said, transparent with maybe a family and just a snap, mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, like, I really got your back. I want the best for you, right. but I can't be a crutch for you. Right. You know what I mean? Because ultimately, I'm, you know what I mean? I don't want to enable... Maybe you know your situation, right. or create any laziness because a lot yeah. of a lot of people, if they don't have that self, you know, initiative, they will just depend on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not no law. Lo- no, it's not no like I don't love you. Mm-hmm. I still love you. I, like I said, right. I got your back. I'm gonna be here, but I just want what's best for you. So I can't do this for you right now, but eventually, you know what I mean. We gonna work. And let me see some progress, and then when you get to this place right. then i then I can help you get over that right. home yeah. so that right. at yeah. the end of the day though like you
2: can't you can't take care of no grown folks you know
0: mm-hmm. what I'm saying
2: like people people different people have measured hard work differently, but not everybody's rich because not everybody has put that hard work in you know what I'm saying absolutely that's just a fact right mm-hmm. if it was easy, everybody would do it
1: everybody uh, would do absolutely. it you know hundred percent you could you know you could lead a horse to the water but you can't you know you can't make them drink it right. so you know that's that's also tough too you know when it's like dang you you're doing you feel like you're doing everything that you can for people and and family and you know something is just not clicking so then you right. start to like you start to just understand that like you know you just can't save everybody unfortunately so mm-hmm. you know that's a learning experience and that's a progress too but you know I think like i said the best thing is just having those conversations early and knowing that that is going to happen you know what i mean when you get to that space and when you get to that time and it's like it's just the law of attraction you know it's the same thing too like you know we could we could flip it in on another aspect as far as like you know whether it be love and relationships you know whether it be on social media and we we post a lot of content and we want people to see us in a certain light but not really understanding what that brings with that light too, you mm, know. Right. So just being able to like you know remain true to yourself and also s- kind of like take a step back and really see people for you know, kind of who they are and what it, what are their intentions and you know you just you get a lot of like people with ill intentions you know when it comes yeah when you view that successful ex- exactly exactly it's just so. signs of
2: success but we we talking a lot about a success we're talking a lot about success. But besides that, like who is Yusuf Burgos though? Like you said you came up from you you're born in Buffalo. What part?
1: Um, I would say so y'all know where uh you know where Oxford is? Oxford. Yeah. Oxford. In Buffalo or in Buffalo, like north. Um, nah, I, mm, don't know. I would say so like it's really so it's really central. Y'all yeah, know where the Delvin Station is? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So basically, I, I live around. I grew up around the corner from the Delvin Station. So mm-hmm. the thing about the Delvin Station is it's on Main Street. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's where it's split between east and west. Oh, yeah. right. So it's really like people ask me, oh, you know, you are from the east side, you are from the west? I'm like, I'm kind of right in the middle. You I know get, what I mean? I get
2: exactly but what you mean because I'm
1: I'm west side, but it's right. You know. That type mm-hmm. of area, it's I right get, there. I get exactly. Yeah. So yeah, at. I just people ask me, I'd be like, "Oh, around Canesius College." So, so,
2: so, what do you feel like you coming from this type of environment? How has that mold you to who you are today? Coming from Buffalo.
1: Ah oh, man, I mean, so mm. really, like, you got you 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 got to know where you came from to get where you're going. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like where everything about my upbringing you know what i mean ultimately made me who who i am today you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like just the drive the hustle being out in the street whether it was whether it was playing you know playing football every day you Mm -hmm. know with my homies outside hide and go seek whatever and then also some not so good things on the block and being able to you know understand that and see that and be like okay you know, I might I may not want to go that way. Mm -hmm. Right. So um I just, you know, when you when you grow up and you have, uh, you know, these these close friends and then you reach a certain age, some people go this, go like this, Mm -hmm. some people go like that. Um so I would say like for me, going to City Honors was was definitely like very different for me, a culture shock. You know, Mm -hmm. like why? Um i was obviously like it's a predominantly white school yeah, so um yeah, exactly. you know i'm around a, a, a lot of people who i'm not used to uh, also you know a lot of my peers and friends at school uh had you know had more than me growing up so that mm-hmm. was a little different right. but you know me playing football me playing uh in high school city honors didn't have a team so mm-hmm. i played football for riverside mm-hmm. so that's crazy so going over to riverside that's that's not really close. <laughs> you compare <laughs> night and day, you <laughs> know what uh, I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, I had teammates to where like, they parents wasn't picking them up from practice every day. Right. Their parents wasn't going to their games. Mm. They actually was, they didn't even know what they was going to eat that night after practice. Right. So me seeing that at a young age, that really, really like changed my perspective and made me very, very appreciative of even what I had. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, at, you know, at my life and, and going back to school and be like, damn, OK, because I saw something totally different versus to where I feel like some some people, you know, they always just see what they don't have. Mm-hmm. So they never really ap- truly appreciate what they did have. So I think at a young age that put me in a space to where I was like, damn, like, OK, I may not have much as them, but I am blessed mm-hmm. compared to mm-hmm. them. So and then also just, you know, talking to them and like I end up. I ended up becoming a captain of my football team, so okay. I still I still talk to a lot of these dudes that I played with to mm-hmm. this day, and I hold them close as as you know as dear friends. Mm-hmm. So obviously you know they respected me, and when I first got over there, they was like, mm, "You go to you go to city honors, like you must be like this," and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "What you what like you mean? You know what I mean?" So they they obviously looked at me some type of way, but you know when they got to know me and really see me for you know for who I was, we ended mm-hmm. up making a bond and, a, uh, you know, a special type of connection that, like I said, we still have to this day. So,
2: right. I want to talk about the community a little bit. Yes, sir. Um, 30 under 30, you mean, you talked about your accounting and, um, you know, your business. Mm-hmm. And I'm like with the community, what do you feel like you already bring and what can you bring? Like what's on the way?
1: Like, what, what, uh, um, Honestly, you know, when it comes to our community right mm. now, the number one thing that I want to provide is mainly inspiration, mm. you mm. know, letting, fail you. letting other, you know, kids and people that look like us know that it's possible. Mm-hmm. Like you really, really could do that, do this and do, you know, really whatever you want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So I think in my space, as far as being an entrepreneur and having a business, you know, sometimes you know you just have these sites to where it's like damn like how did they do that how did Mm -hmm. they achieve that like is it even possible and Mm -hmm. i'm think i'm a living example of like it really is possible you know it's going to take a lot of hard work a lot of sacrifices and a grind Mm -hmm. but you really can come from you know where we come from and experience where what we do and you know have a business or like i said do whatever you want to do um Mm -hmm. now you know what do I want to bring to the community uh, in the future? And what I'm working on is now opportunity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I understand that I came from, you know, a situation going, you know, going to school and education, et cetera, that like everybody is not fortunate enough to have those opportunities. Yeah. I also know that regardless mm-hmm. of, you know, regardless of where I came from, like, you know, we didn't have a lot of resources. But I never, never felt unloved. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. So I felt like for Preach. me, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I had a, I had a love privilege, and that ultimately is, you know, a testament of my parents mm-hmm. and my support system. So yeah. I do understand that as well. So I feel blessed. You know, and I feel very, very grateful for that, and I never forget about that. But that's just not the same for everybody, unfortunately. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Mm-hmm. So some people need help. Some people need a sense of community. Some people mm-hmm. really need the know that like, yo, somebody is really looking out for them or really mm-hmm. cares about their well being. So, you know, right? you know, just doubling down on that is like opportunity. So now, mm-hmm. you know, with my with my business, like, how can I use that to give back to the community, but also create opportunity. So whether it be, you know, doing doing things like this, a pod, a podcast and telling my story and, you know, hopefully inspiring somebody else, but now going to like opportunities as far as jobs, you know, mm-hmm. growing my business. You asked me earlier, I didn't really get to touch on it, but, you know, creating a, a excuse me, a bigger business mm-hmm. to where now I can actually start employing people from the community, yeah. you know, diversifying my business as well, yeah. opening up other things and tapping into different industries to mm-hmm. where now, you know what I mean? Hey, like I got this opportunity for you or, you know, we could intern and do this. hmm um, and that's just on a broad perspective. But then specifically with the accounting, like I said, it's the language of business. Mm-hmm. It's involved in anything you do, whether it be music, whether you right. sell hair, mm-hmm. doing nails, it's the a sports team. It's the numbers. Every business has an accountant. Mm-hmm. So me being in a space as far as accounting in the corporate world it's not too many people in that, uh, in an accountant space that look like us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I really, really understand the value of it and how, like how important it is, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that, you know, using my experience now, okay. I think it's on me to kind of like have the next young accountant or somebody in that space to like Mm kind of bring them up and provide them with, you know, not only yeah. an opportunity, but tutelage as well, because people ask me literally every day, hey, you know, can you do my books? Can you do this? Oh, you do taxes? This, this, and that. So unfortunately, I haven't gotten to a space to where I could actually, you know, service and help those people because I'm just too busy, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I never forget about those people, and I do, like I said, I see the value of it in our community, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because I'm in this space, and I, I'm not going to say that there's none, but I don't know too many black accountants in Buffalo. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, especially younger ones. Right. So there, there probably is some older ones, and I don't want to be disrespectful at all. You're the only one I know. I'm gonna say it mm-hmm. for you. You don't. You know what I mean? I, I, I just don't but know too, too many. So, like I said, I see the, the, you know, the opportunity in the space, and I would love to kind of, you know, bring somebody up to where now I could be like, I'm handing you, I'm handing you business. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. And we could grow that to where now we make a big impact in the community because if anybody, you know, you want you need help with this, whether it be anything in a finance world, we can assist. Mm-hmm. And now we yeah. help help in the community as a whole because, you know, a lot of us don't have that that background, that knowledge or the awareness. So it's very important to, you know, having a successful business, whether it be that or even just a, you know, being having life, you know, financial literacy mm-hmm. is very, very important. So accounting aspect a lot of we just think of accounting and we just think of oh taxes mm-hmm. like i'm just sitting sitting behind a computer just crunching numbers all day and that's really not the truth you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's a lot more to it and a lot of opportunities so that's kind of like my vision as far as like how i want to give back you know to the community Yo, you
2: know <laughs> you you answer questions without us asking <laughs> you know that like i like it's just like probably the like, the third time (laughs) where you've been talking and I had, like, one or two questions to ask you and you answered it in just talking. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, um, yeah. So, just, just to go, just to go back a little bit. Yes, sir. Because I had a, this one thing to wrap up this part, this part of it. So, okay. You, you grew up Main Street area, whatever like that, right? Yeah. And then you went to City Honors, which is a predominantly white school. Yep. How, how is it Can you just run us through that type of experience? Because I've been through it before, Mm -hmm. but I was younger. I didn't really Mm -hmm. go through that from high school up. So can you just run us through that? Like how, what did you, what lessons and things you learned from that experience?
1: Oh, man, a lot Mm -hmm. of lessons. So probably the biggest one that I would say going through that is like, don't lose yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Especially when you are at the age where you're trying to find yourself. It's a lot of changes, being a teenager, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Right. But you cannot get lost in the sauce. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, thankfully, you know, because I had some other friends, too, that unfortunately did. Because mm-hmm. we was just surrounded by, you know, so many different type of people at right. that age. That's naturally like you, you just want to fit in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, I had my I had my dad, you know, and my parents and my cousins t- to make sure that didn't happen, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I just realized one day and I was like, "Oh, you know what I mean? I know who I am, I'm gonna stay true to my identity, yeah. and you know I'm gonna just take a step back right um so then that ultimately led to me going to college to where it really just it really just like opened up my eyes to a whole new world, and like it was people, people like out there that that looked like us that had the same goals and ambitions and, and and different things. Because sometimes I feel like Buffalo as a town, you know, is so small and it's so small minded that like when I was a kid growing up, it was a lot of people, t- you know, that was in my neighborhood and my community. And they would be like, why are you talking white? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> what does that mean? You know what I mean? Right. Right. How does, you know, how is like education and white, and, like there's no correlation between mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what I had to deal with growing up, um, and I think that was just a product of of Buffalo being a small, mon- a, you know, excuse me, a small town, um, and just you know the ignorance that breeds with with certain generations. Mm-hmm. So I, I know that we are we're definitely getting out of that, which is good. But um, that was like that was like tough on me, you know what I mean? Kind of being stuck in the middle, like right. not you know. N- not what's the name, you know, black enough for one side, and then I'm obviously not white. So mm-hmm. it just put me in a space to where I was like, oh, damn, like you kind of just feel like an outsider. As a kid, mm-hmm. that can be, you know what I mean? Right. It can really be conflicting. It can be conflicting, yes. And mm-hmm. you're just like, damn, like you either feel alone or you don't know what to do because as a kid, you really just want to fit in. Mm-hmm. So I was fortunate enough, like I said, to have my family mm-hmm. to really ground me, but some people don't have that that same, you know, background. So I would say, like, you have to stay true to yourself, you no. know. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, it's okay, you know what I mean? Be you, uh, you know, be comfortable, and, and, and make sure that, like, you just stay true to, to you and who you are, whoever that is, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And don't yeah. be ashamed or afraid of it just because the people around you, it may be different. Right?
0: Yeah, I I feel you on that one, and I really appreciate like all the wisdom you just dropped on us. Like you are for a fact, you're man. doing like good work in the community. Like just your own business, like you are, you're on the grind, and I really appreciate that about you. Yeah. So, we do a little segment here on the podcast called the Hot Seat. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna ask you like uh, uh, tons of questions. Well, not a lot, but uh, we just want to get your answer about it, just to get a better sense of like. Uh, just your person not like your personal life, like, yeah. who, life, you like who, who you are, yeah. Basically. Are. So yeah. we're gonna kick it off with uh, one of our favorite questions, pizza or wings.
1: So um I'm actually a pescatarian, so I don't ah. eat so I don't eat meat right anymore, but mm-hmm. I would have to say, you know, we are from Buffalo, so mm. wings. That's how you, know, you, know you know getting money though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> ain't no regular Buffalo diet. <laughs>
0: yes sir.
1: <laughs> All right. Favorite spot to visit in Buffalo? Favorite spot to visit. Uh, um, right now, I would have to say my store for sure. Nothing right. um, wrong with that? Uh, before that. Where is that? Tell them. So it's 448 Elmwood Avenue. Just going yeah. Elmwood, the corner of Elmwood, uh, Bryant. You going to see our store. Big sign, a cellar. Nice, bright windows. You know, you go by, you'll see the kicks and everything. Mm-hmm. So yep, that's where we at. Uh, Outside of Buffalo, probably one of my one of my uh, favorite places would be Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, a, a lot, a lot of energy mm-hmm. there that absolutely. um, I think we kind of, like, lose sight of or we take for granted just because it's so normal. You know uh-huh. what I mean? But, like, at the end of the day, people travel from all uh-huh. over the world to see it. So yeah, we really that's got a landmark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Favorite sports team? Oh, the Bills. Amen. You know, yes. I'm Bills Mafia, born and raised. I was born mm-hmm. in, unfortunately, a lot of heartbreak, but, mm-hmm. you know, I can imagine. Yeah, at the man, end of the day, a lot, we a lot of heartbreak. We yeah. loyal, you know. Heartbreak. So man, I didn't I didn't seem a lot. <laughs> 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 but uh definitely never lose sight. And I'm a I'm Bill's mafia all the way. All right. That's lit. our friend
0: Daniel isn't here, but uh uh he this is one of his favorite questions. So hopefully
1: you answer it right for him. Mm-hmm. Uh Kobe, LeBron, or Jordan? <sighs> okay, so I'm probably the biggest Kobe guy you could ever right. think of. I'm definitely Kobe all the way. Daniel just be- loves you. <laughs> and Man. I would say it's the Mamba mentality, like, Amen. come on, that mm-hmm. is a, that's a big part of, you know, I feel like for me, but also, you know, that we could just that that type of mentality to just attack you know, stay locked in. And just mm-hmm. body everything you and do, basically. kill everything <laughs> in front of you, you know what I mean? Literally, mm-hmm. yeah, though. You know, the sacrifices and all, everything yeah. that he had to make and do, like, I think that that just applies to, you know, our life um, in many, many more aspects than just sports, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But yeah, Absolutely. I was always a big Kobe fan growing up, and, you know, sure. unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, God rest his soul, but yeah. still, you know, definitely mm-hmm. Kobe. Got gotcha. you. But I would say, though, LeBron, mm-hmm. you know, he's the GOAT off the court. You know what I mean? Yeah. The things that he's doing, a role model I for. I mean, you on the court, too, though. Oh, that, you know, Come that's man. your opinion? <laughs> Personally. <Yeah>. <laughs> I was about to say, I, I don't know. a lot. You know, you have that debate, MJ, uh, LeBron, but as far as, like, what he's doing off of the court, like I was Not saying. For sure. Um, mm-hmm. You know, never had no bad negative, like, Run-ins with the media throughout his whole career. Mm-hmm. He is a role model. Got a family. He's building schools. You know what I mean. I think his his impact as far as what he can make mm-hmm. um, on this world, like, it hasn't even started yet. Right. You know what I mean. Like, I think we'll really, really start to see the changes yeah. that he can, you know, make for us probably after he retires, and you know, hopefully, yeah, yeah. he can own a team one day. Mm. You know what I mean. And hopefully, that like that transpires into the NFL. So it's uh-huh.
2: definitely becoming debatable, like which is the better LeBron on or off the court. But y'all know the reason why he's been playing even till right now. He only yeah. he only still in the NBA to play with what Bronny. He play with his son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's he it. Just, he just it's said he it. He got to do good. nothing else. Mm-hmm.
1: Literally nothing. He just said it. He's like, whatever team draft his son, to his last year he want to play with his son. He, don't, he said it's not about the money. He don't mm-hmm. care where it's at. You could pay him a dollar. He just want to play with his son. So All right. you got to respect right. that. You got it. That's what's up.
0: Uh, fa- final question. Yes, sir. What's your biggest fear in life?
1: My biggest fear. Mm. That's deep, bro. Mm-hmm. That is definitely. Uh, that is definitely a good one. Let me see. Um.
2: Creasing your shoes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Facts. Facts. Um. Uh, my biggest fear. So I would say like. Hmm, that's a great question. Got me, got me on my toes. <laughs> um, biggest fear, because you could have like, I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking like this on a much, much deeper level. You know? Oh yeah. But like a lot of people just like, oh, I hate, I hate, uh, I hate Spires. animals or <laughs> bugs or I hate, you yeah, know, yeah, that's not it? your greatest fear. I hate snakes. Yeah. I, I Hate like that. heights or something <laughs> shit like that. I would say for me, you know, really just like you know, not, n- not really, like, fulfilling, you know, my purpose and potential. Mm. Um, but how will you ever know that you accomplished that? Um, I feel like when you just have, like, when you just have 100% faith mm-hmm. in God and, like, and, and who you're supposed to be and believe that you're on the right path, you'll just start to notice that, like, Things just always end up working out, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Whether it be, whether it be a L, or or like it may not work up worked out for you in that time, mm-hmm. you right. see that it was a lesson for you, or you needed to go through that, or it ultimately set you up for where you were supposed to be. So in the future, I, you know what I mean? I think the the biggest difference like between a winner and a loser is a winner just try it one more time. Wow. You know what I mean? That's yeah. That's really that's really what it comes down to, and you know, all successful people, and whether what walks of life or industry, um, they have faced adversity and they have took a loss. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they have failed. So that's the one thing too. You know, you can't be afraid of failure Mm -hmm. because everybody has experienced and everybody has went through it. You know, and it's ultimately like a gift. Mm -hmm. I look at it as the gift of failure Mm -hmm. because that is where you really learn your character and you learn your most important lessons and the people who make it and that are quote-unquote successful mm-hmm. they just didn't let it stop them you know right. what i mean like
2: realistically no one no one's gonna care if you just stop at failing like you fail all mm-hmm. right you window and then and then you keep going going through all the obstacles now you lit then now everybody care yeah so it took you you gotta go through some hardships in life. That's a fact. Absolutely. But yeah, you know I, mean? I don't. For people that's watching, I don't know if y'all like see us like moving a little bit. It's really hot. In here. <laughs> yeah, like, it's blazing. It is definitely toasty. But um, yeah, you know, like
1: like meek say, wins and, wins and losses, right? right. You know, that's that's just a part of life. So All right. so what what
2: what can we see coming next
1: for the seller? Ah, what can we see? What's on the page next? Um, so, you know, we're we going into, you know, our summer season. So hopefully, you know, a lot of just a lot of like good inventory, a lot of good things coming through. Definitely going to be pop-up season. So hopefully just bringing a lot of opportunities, whether it be to other local brands or, you know, bringing some some artists to the yeah. town and mm-hmm. just, you yeah,
2: know. I was going to ask, ash. I got any more future collabs with artists, because I know y'all be working with Benny. any and them
1: all all the gazetas so you know i I can't necessarily drop the details now but i would just say stay tuned you know what i mean like yeah (laughs) stay tuned tap in because we definitely got some things on the horizon so always try to do that you know and i know they they like to be involved in the community and in our in our homes hometown so that's just what i you know what i like to do to be able to give that you know that avenue and that hub like i said for Know, f- for everybody, just enjoy that. But
2: shout out, Griselda, yeah. for sure. <laughs> <show. laughs>
1: yeah, got you.
0: So, well, that's all we got for today. Again, thank you for coming to us. Like, this was a really great conversation. Mm. And once again, just keep up the grind. Uh, I need to visit that shop one day. I have, have not been to the cellar, but all the promotion you just ga- gave me today, <laughs> I'm showing yeah, up for so. seller, yeah. to we'll for yeah. show. You cellar. Know. So, that's all we got for you guys today. Uh, again, we got Dorian, my boy Joseph, and Mr. Youssef Burgos on the podcast today. So, hope you guys enjoyed this conversation we had. Again, uh, support Breaking Barriers Buffalo; they are parent organization. And please tune into our to me, Joseph, and uh, Dorian Generator Z podcast. Uh, we just we will we just talk about basic life stuff, just stuff that we as young people care about. So, please tune into that podcast as well. And that's all we got for you today, so have a blessed day.